process of doing this, he has all the plans. Now, you have to also understand during the time when a husband is in the process of taking a life, what that means that he is back home building a home for her. He is proving to the parents of the bride that he is going to be able to take care of her and that he's going to have a house, build a house. This was the typical Jewish custom for people is that when you are betrothed, when you are uh, when you're called to be married, you go home as a husband and you build a house or you find a place to live. And it's not in your in your uh, uh, it's not in your parents' or your in-laws' house or anything like that. It's too responsible to live because it was because you know for most of the time when you got married, you found a place to live on a telephone. And so we find Joseph with his own plan. Joseph was most likely much older than Mary. That's the way the Jews customs were at the time. Joseph would have been older, uh, could have been as well as many as twenty years old to Mary uh, when they were.
Thank you. 
have five soon-to-be wives just told me for you that she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? No, come on. Get her away now. Yeah. Sure you were. We as today in our culture, we don't we don't handle things correctly. We don't handle things right. We allow our anger to build up, and that's why there's people like John Bevere who wrote this uh, wonderful Bible study that says, uh, you know, the, the beta faith is all about taking offense. Because what happens when we take offense? We take offense, but we do things, we do things that we shouldn't do. We publicly shame people, we get mad at them, we get so aggravated, so angry about that it causes us to fall into sin. Jesus got angry, but Jesus also tells us be angry, but what? And not. Right? You can be angry about it, and you can be mad at that person, and you can be upset. But when you cross that line of doing what is against what God has called you to do, that's when we have to stop. That's when we have to take a step back and say, how should I handle it? We have much to learn from Joseph because Joseph learned how to do, how to handle a situation when everything was going wrong. I mean, sometimes it's just very little to think. Very little, I you can say. I, I have had times when just little things you can ask my wife, even this week, I'm like, I got really aggravated this week because, you know, there are some things that happened with donations for the Christmas thing that wasn't turning out and wasn't going to happen the way that it was planned to happen. And I'm like, we're not going to have enough toys. We're not going to have enough. We're not going to have everything that we need. There's probably not going to have people there helping. And, I, you know, think there was a situation that went wrong, and in my mind, I screwed up a thousand times. So that one little thing that went wrong caused me to blow everything up in my mind and make it a thousand times worse than what it ever was. I was thinking about it and I was thinking, well, I could go into my uh, our savings that we could go out five points if we have to. I was prepared on Friday night to run into Walmart and buy all kinds of toys. I really was, to be honest. And I said some things in, in anger that I should not have said. My wife bore the brunt of it, not towards her, but she bore the brunt of my anger that day. Disappointment. And then I show up on Friday night and I look. There's cable after cable after cable. Okay. If I would have just tried before. Like he told me I should have. I could have avoided a difficult, ugly day all day, not just not just a short amount of time I'll tell you this. But when I do anger, I do anger, but it's a good day, okay? The question is, what do we do when things go wrong? Joseph was handling it in every way that he could handle right. Joseph, you know, last week I spoke about Mary's humbleness. Joseph had a humbleness that exceeded anything that any of us could ever dream of having. His humbleness said that I'm not going to publicly shame Mary, I'm just going to divorce her quietly. His humbleness said, no, yeah, it is my right to cause you harm, it is my right to see you punish is my right to do all of those things, but I'm going to have a humbleness. I'm going to take a step back, take a deep breath, and just have humbleness for you. That's what the Lord would have me do. How many of us can say that when we are justly right in punishing someone, that we can take a step back and say, I'm not going to fix or take out that anger and that punishment on that person, and instead I'm going to take a step back, just take a deep breath and say, Lord, it is for I'll let you do That's what Joseph was doing. Joseph I'm sure had many conversations with the Lord. He was a just man. He came from a priestly line. He knew how to pray to God the Father. And so I'm sure he was on his knees going, God, how can you be? You called, you brought me 
scenario, you brought her into my life, you did all of these things. And somewhere I believe in that in that prayer time, the Lord said, Scripture doesn't tell us that, but I'm just assuming the way that Joseph responded and had to bend somewhere along those lines. Verse 20 tells us that, but as he considered these things, I'm going to just pause there for a moment. When everything changes in our life, when everything is crushing and, and, and maybe not even tearing down, but things are changing course. You know, when we have this course of life that this is the way it's going to be, I'm going to walk this way, I'm going to do all of these things, this is how it's going to be, and then God all says, ha ha ha. That's the point I'm going to turn you this way. you got to go this way. I know you've been walking this way for a long time, and Jason, I'm calling you to walk this way. No, Lord, I've been walking this way. It's too far to turn around and walk that way. You've got to walk that way. What do we do? See, some of us are so stubborn that we would continue with that. And I'm talking about myself here. Uh, are so stubborn that we continue to walk in that way. We continue to walk this direction. We continue to do all these things. But Joseph is different. The scriptural story tells us that uh, this wonderful story from Matthew tells us that Joseph considered these things. Now, I love that because considered these things, what does that mean? And was Joseph sitting at home sulking with his feet up going, I can't believe maybe he, as a carpenter, maybe he was out there just pounding some nails into the floor, you know, and, and, and taking that nail and a real heavy uh, hamper, pounding it into it. I can't believe she said she got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right, the Holy Spirit, pounding the thing. Who knows? But he considered it. But the verse goes on to say, And behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear, take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Uh oh. You will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph, when everything is changing, pauses to consider what's going on. He pauses to say, Lord, am I doing this right thing? I, I, I want to divorce Mary quietly. I don't want to cause shame upon her. I don't want to cause any problems with her. She has enough problems. She's going to be a single mother. She's going to listen to all of this. So I'm just going to leave her out here. I, I don't want to harm her. I'm mad. I'm angry. I have every right to be, to, to be uh, justice against her, to, to receive a uh, pay a penalty, to punish her, but I'm not. I'm just going to do this. So, Lord, I, 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 am I doing the right thing? I can just imagine Joseph's conversations at that time with just between him and the Lord. Lord, am I doing the right thing? I really did want Mary. I really did want her to be my wife. I'm doing the wrong thing. Joseph paused in the middle of a difficult situation in the blood. Scripture says, doesn't tell us how long it was before the angel came to the place and taught her to mind. That could have been the angel, that could Gabriel came to Joseph and Mary at the same time. Ever wondered what, why the angel did come? The angel came to Mary, and then during a period of time, we don't know how long, whether it's weeks, months, uh, or days, or even just a few hours, but you know, there's a period of time. And then he comes to, he comes to Joseph. We know this because Joseph's story in Matthew is different than uh, the story in Luke, but we also know all of these things from the story of, of Matthew when Matthew's talking about those verses that we're reading today that he considered these things. Why did the angel of the Lord 
I think Joseph and Mary were probably together at some point. Now, they went being together during that time was different than what we would say together. They, they worked privately together. That wouldn't have ever happened. But there was times they would still have dinner together. A time that the angel of the Lord could have seen before them. I believe, this is where I'm going to take scripture. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to piece this together. The reason why the angel of the Lord didn't come, Joseph, during that time is because the angel of the Lord and the Lord himself wanted us to learn something. I believe the story of Joseph could have been easily pulled into. If you read Luke, if you go into the book of Luke, if you read Luke, there's all a wonderful story about Mary and all of these things, but Luke does not get into the story of Joseph. It's Matthew who gets into the story of Joseph. And so there's a reason why Scripture is written this way, and that reason is why the Lord wants us to pause and take a moment and say, what do we do in the middle of our What do we do when everything's crushing around us? When everything is falling apart. The angel of the Lord told them both at the same time we would have missed out on this important month. I believe God was, is trying to teach us that our character is a waiting time. That in the waiting time, the time between when your life changes and the Lord has not yet answered that prayer. What do you do during that time matters. The time between when you think everything in life is going this direction and then the Lord says, nope, it's going that direction and you don't know how to get from this direction to that direction. What you do in that period of time that's in between there before the Lord, when the Lord tells you, what's the heck, nine months? I mean, seven months or six months. It's hard to tell how long Joseph knew again before, but we know it was a period of under nine months, we know that for sure. What I think is, what we forget is that what we do in the waiting, what we do in that period of time between the Lord, things are in trouble, and the Lord answers your prayers and says, this is how you're going to handle it. What we do during those periods of time matters a lot. Because it's during those times when we find ourselves at the bottom of the barrel and all things are Falling apart, that we can look up and we can take an inventory of our heart and say, Where am I with God? Where is God in my life today? Am I hearing Him correctly? When the Lord tells Joseph, or when, when Joseph decides he's going to divorce Mary, at the time that the angel comes before him, I'm sure that Joseph was with the Lord more than he had ever been in a long time. Because divorcing someone during this time was not a small thing, it was a big decision that Joseph made. And so during that time, Joseph, 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 Joseph is having a, a really close relationship with God. And he's asking those questions. And he's doing it. See, what we miss during this is when trouble arises to us, when trouble comes to us, when trouble falls upon our hearts, and we can't, and things aren't going the way they are, when we just miss all of that because anger and resentment and offenses and all of these things build up so much inside of us that we miss on what God really wants us to do. And that's just the pause. Peace of who he is. Take that deep breath. Say, okay, Lord, what is it that I need to learn? What is it that I need to do? Here I am in the waiting. Things aren't going the way I want them to go, Lord. They're not going the way that I wish they would go. But maybe it's something that I need to work on. Maybe it's not really Mary's fault. Maybe it's something that I overlooked. Maybe my relationship with you hasn't been close enough. So therefore, I'm missing out on hearing your voice and telling me 
Mary wasn't bringing up, totally missed that call that you have for me. I don't know Joseph's conversation with the scripture, nobody follows, but I might imagine what he did in that waiting. You know, it was so beautiful because he talked and considered what God wanted him to do. And he did it not in his justice, not in his right, but he did it in a humble way that only God only God can make Joseph. It really is what we do in the waiting that will tell us our true nature of our character. What we do in the midst of trouble, what we, what we do when everything around us is crushing down, when everything else is falling apart, when our plans are completely changing, and all of the plans that we made to go this way are now going this way, is what we do in those, those times that I think truly shows who our character is. It really matters what we do during that time because we have to look up towards God and say, I don't want to respond in anger. I don't want to respond in just. I don't want to respond in all of those things. Yes, I deserve, and yes, I, I can receive all of that, but I want to respond in the way that you want me to respond, Lord. So what do I do? How do I handle this? Help me, Lord. I can't stress enough to you that waiting in the in-between time is so hard but so important. I believe it is that those times in our life when the Lord is going to speak to you more than He's ever spoken to you before. Because you're going to search after Him more than you've ever searched after before. Whatever your action is, however you choose to respond, may we learn from the story of Joseph and choose to not follow out of our own anger, but follow after the Lord's heart. I love the response that Joseph says in the story on and Joseph continues to give us ways to handle things. And verse 24 says, When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth. And he called his name Jesus. Two things about this verse that I really want to call out to you. When all of your plans change, when everything changes, but everything that you thought the perfect life was made, this is the way that I was going to handle things, the way I was going to go, everything was going to be perfect. When all of that falls apart, when all of that is gone, how do we deal with it? Joseph gives us a lesson. We do it by obedience. Joseph's obedience to the Lord is greater than anything else that we could ever find out. He wakes from his dream. He doesn't wait from the dream and go, man, I ate some bad food. Man, that thing was really bad. I should have never ate that thing. Those olives must have been sitting on that tree a little too long and they're not so good anymore. I should have been that. He didn't wake up and say that. What did he do? He immediately woke up and he was obedient to the time of trouble is more important than anything else. Why? Because our nature and our heart Rail against God, rail against people, rail against all of the problems in their life. It's going to cause us to fall off the track. It's going to cause us to do things that we shouldn't do. And when we respond with obedience to the Lord, He can then grab a hold of His instructions. Joseph gave us the perfect lesson of following His lead. Joseph, after waking from the stream, did as the Lord instructed him to do. He didn't question, he didn't ask. Man, that was a crazy dream. He woke from that dream and did exactly as the Lord had instructed him to do. How many 
of us, first of all, have a close enough relationship with the Lord that when the Lord completely changes our path, that we can pause and say, this is the direction I need to go and I'm going to follow that. I know what I know what obedience looks like. I know what following the Lord looks like, and so I'm going to do that. And I'm okay with doing it, even though my plans are, have been crushed, even though all of these things, maybe not even crushed, maybe my plans are completely changed, and I don't know which way to go, I don't, I don't know where the Lord is taking me. I'm just going to pause and have obedience. Because the Lord wants to have such a relationship with each and every one of us in this room, and outside this room, He wants to have a relationship with all of us, such that when we have our problems in life, when He changes our plans, that we are obedient to him, that we follow him. Joseph awoke from the dream and immediately did as the Lord had told him to do. That's another thing I want to I learned from Joseph. Joseph didn't wait. Joseph didn't wait from the dream and go, I gotta call my best friend and tell him what the heck just happened. I gotta call my uh, priest in the temple and ask them, hey, this is what happened to me. What do you think about this? Joseph didn't awake and say, I gotta call everyone and, and their opinions and decided this a great way. So Joseph knew it was from the Lord. So he woke from the Lord and said, This is what I'm going to do. Now, I think it helps that the angel of the Lord came to Joseph in the dream, right? It really helps. And it also helps that Joseph, the angel of the Lord, used the same word that Mary had to walk. Can you imagine that? The angel of the Lord coming and said, Well, you sleep or awake or whatever. It doesn't matter. But can you imagine? You're your soon-to-be wife is pregnant, is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph's like, oh, man. I'm glad I, I'm glad I responded to the one. How do we deal with changes to our plans? I know that it seems in some ways pretty simple, but it wasn't. Joseph, by doing what he was instructed, took upon himself the public shame that was going to come. He took, took upon himself the struggle of raising a child that's not his own. He also took on the struggle of being married to a woman he could not have relationships with for a long period of time. Now listen, this is a big deal, right? Today's culture is not such a big deal because most scripture tells us that we should not have relationships outside of the marriage until we get married. That's what scripture tells us. We're following scripture, we're being obedient, that's what we need to do. That doesn't happen real often in, in the world today. Not that that makes it right, it's not. We should follow what scripture says. And I might do though, 2,000 years ago, this would have never happened. Joseph not only had to wait until he got married to have a relationship with Mary, but now he has to wait until Jesus is born. That's a big deal. Because now their marriage, when, can you imagine going to uh, and getting married and then saying to your wife, saying, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant, uh, and we, we can't do anything. We can't go on a honeymoon until uh, we got one time. So, chill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Better go set the for a while. Take a cold shower. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> be an option, right? Joseph, though, also took upon public shame. You understand that by marrying, by, by taking Mary as his wife, by agreeing to this and doing this, he now will be called someone who does not follow God. This is a big deal for him because he is of the priestly line, which means that he knows what it means not to get a, a, a woman pregnant before you get married. But now by Mary being pregnant, people are going to go, wait, you just got married. And 
yes to the advice, even vegan, it's not as good as this was like, oh, maybe I'll take care of my wife. No, he said yes to God, even though all of the obedience to him was going to cause public shame upon himself. All of the public shame that he was supposed to do and had justified to give to Mary, he now takes upon himself by saying yes to following the Lord. It's a big deal. But yet he was still obedient. The plan changed. The best course of action is always being supported. It's interesting that we find the angel, the very last thing he says to Joseph is that uh, it's going to fulfill what Joseph woke uh, I'm sorry, even what he says uh, in verse 23 Behold, the person shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Samuel, which means God present. Joseph was given a promise. That even though he was going to take on the public shame, even though he's going to take on the vertical, even though he's going to take on all of these things, he was going to take all of, all of that on and he was going to be his son. God with us his son. The thing I, the final thing that I learned from Joseph is that when we are obedient, that God does not be from people can use the strength to get through all of those things. Get through of any of the public shame, the ridicule, the problems, the difficulties, the, the problems of what's going to happen next, the thoughts of where I'm going to go, all of those things being at the God's with us. Joseph was promised that. I relate to Joseph so much so because Joseph was adopted, was a father who adopted a son. Joseph was a father who adopted a son and never had any parents. Nowhere in scripture outside of the story of this story that we find Joseph's son. Joseph wasn't celebrated. Joseph wasn't given any grandiose uh, things. He, he's not prayed to in, in churches. He's not handled or lived in his honor. And, and Joseph was just a man who was separately called and God had for his life, was obedient to him, said, Yes, I'm going to do it regardless of what it causes me to do, and I'm going to go and do it for the better of the world around Joseph knew that God was born. My question to all of us in this room, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what trouble you're going through, maybe physical, maybe relational, maybe financial, it doesn't matter what the problem that you're going through. God is changing our plans. We have to be open to him allowing him to change our plans. His, his way is better than our way. Mary and Joseph's plan was to get married and have a family and do all of these things, and that's a great plan. There's nothing wrong with that. They were obedient. They were they were good people. They were just. They were following all of the commands that they needed to follow. But if they would have said no to the call of Jesus, if they would have said, I'm not doing this, the world would never be the same. God would find a different way, I'm sure. But he chose Mary and he chose Joseph to do this. And because of their obedience, because they have done what God had called them to do, the world will never be the same as Jesus. So today, I want to ask you in your place, as you're sitting there, can you accept when God changes your plan? Can you look into the eyes of Jesus and with your heart say, Lord, my plans are not the way that I wanted them to be, but I'm going to follow you. I'm going to have obedience. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to pause for a moment. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to just serve you, love you, and wait here for you direction I'm supposed to go. That's what we need today. We stand.
super short. There's not a better story of illustrating that in Joseph's life. Many theologians believe that Joseph actually died before Jesus ever went into the public name. There's no stories of Joseph after the temple when Jesus and Mary go and find him. That's the last story we hear of Joseph. I would imagine that if Joseph was at the, the cross, someone would have written about that because that would have been difficult for a man who raised this boy from the age that taught him how to be a carpenter. How all these things spent 30 some years, or however many years he spent with a patient, how to be a man. And someone, one of the, one of the scriptural, one of the writers of scripture would have said, This is what happened to Joseph. This is how Joseph was killed. And so we only know that Joseph's life was probably cut short at some point. But that story of Joseph's life teaches us so much of how to handle our life, our problems, the things that are just staring at the heart of life. When our life goes from going well to going really bad to these things. When we go from being really healthy to receiving a, a, a uh, doctor's prescription or a doctor's report that our life is not going well at all. When we're going really well financially and everything's going well, and all of a sudden something happens, the stock market crashes, we lose our job, all of those things, and we completely are in a mess. You know, their life is going upside down. How do we handle those situations? Joseph's story gives us an amazing way of being humble, being obedient, and following God. I want to encourage you today that wherever you're at in your life, wherever you're at in these issues that you're handling in your life, that you take just a moment and pause and say, I know my plans may be changing, or if you are changing my plans, your, your plans are not my plans. Your plans are possibly are not possibly. Your plans are much better for me. But right now, in this place, it hurts because my plans are changing. It's difficult to confuse me. I don't know which way I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to follow you and I want to be. So here today, I just want to ask you to lift your heart and your mind up to the Lord and just ask Him help me to be as Joseph was, obedient while we must pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the call that you had on Joseph's life. That he accepted not only the call of changing what he had in his plan, but he also accepted the call of being obedient to you. And of being obedient to raising Jesus, your son, here on this earth. Or does any adopted father or father who adopted any child know that it's not easy to raise a child that's not grown? It's difficult. I don't know if Jesus ever said you're not on that, but if he did, it would have, would have been difficult for Joseph to hear. But Father, you have so much in store for us. You have so much that you want us to do that we can grasp a hold of your plan. Our plans are just our plans. Your plans are much better for us. And Joseph, by his obedience, took upon your plan and lived a wonderful life. So, Father, today, we ask you, we ask you in this very place today, if our lives are crushing around us, our plans are changing, and we're not the way that we thought they'd be, may we respond out of obedience to you. We take a deep breath, walk in humbleness, not seeking justice, not seeking pain or punishment, 